Welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is season three, episode five of the Breaking Wax Podcast. Uh, this week, I'm honored to have Le- Reckless Cards here, and it's Courtney and Jeremy, correct? That is correct. Thank you for coming on. I, I appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, we were we were almost afraid to come on, and having to follow in Bro Namath's footsteps is not something we were looking to do. So, you know, your, your ratings are up, climbing, climbing, and then we get on, and it's like this. So my apologies in advance for the... The decline in numbers. No, I, I think it's going to be great. I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about that at all. Uh, it's funny. I always say, I try not to talk about Brandon. Uh, he is one of my best friends, coincidentally enough. But it's like he comes up every episode, some, one way or another. So he is the most like hobby, non-hobby guy that I think I've ever met because it's not. He's definitely involved. He's part of like my Instagram timeline. But he's not like a hardcore hobby guy in that sense, but he's brought up in every group chat, every conversation at National. I ran into him like a thousand times, whether it was four in the morning at the Tropicana <laughs> or it was like eight o'clock in the morning at the BGS line. The guy is everywhere. So it's inevitable that we're going to cross paths. It makes me laugh because Jeremy's like, oh, yeah, he's like, he was out at 4 a.m. And I saw him and then he was off again at seven. And I'm like, so are you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference, right? Yeah. He said it like it was so astounding. I'm like, dude, if you saw him, you were out doing it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't make it. So I, uh, I had a total knee replacement two months ago, um, and then I had to go to some mandatory training. So it was like it just happened to fall that week, and I couldn't get out of it. So it is what it is. But um, yeah, Brandon had an interesting time at Atlantic City. I don't know if you heard all the shenanigans that happened with him, but like we're in a group chat and it's pretty consistent all day long with people responding and saying things. And, uh, he disappeared for like eight hours. And I, I almost got to the point where I was going to call him and be like, are you okay? But then in the group chat, I was like, you know, he's away from his wife and his kids, his business. I bet he passed out. And that's, that's all it was. He nap, woke up at like two mm-hmm. o'clock. Yep. Missed everything. Missed everything. And then he disappeared again, but that was because they had a little too much fun at the panini party, which he talked about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah, we you guys to, go to that? We, we did, did not. We went to the collectible one, we did not go to the panini. Yeah, one. I got invited, but we decided to hang out with some of our like friends that we don't get to see. This this event showed our age because by ten eleven o'clock at night, I wanted nothing more than to be in my bed and sleep. And we were away from our kids too, so like one of the things that we were looking forward to is like get through all the work, get through all the card stuff and go enjoy some quiet company. But then there's always more, there's one more thing. And uh, we didn't quite get the, the eight like hour nap. Like Mr. Did. 1 a.m. And just like, wow. like, this is, I feel like older this year than I did last year. Cause last year we were out like doing stuff until like one, two, three in the morning. And like, it was fine. And in fact, the one, uh, one night last year at trade night, we had our, 15 year old daughter with us and she was out at trade night with us until like 2 a.m and she was like having a blast slinging cards and this year i don't know i was like oh, i'm tired i'm old i need to go back and sleep you guys don't have to say how old you are but like i i just turned 40 and uh i told brandon if i would have came you know for the week like i i was only interested in going to the show maybe like the first day we all went maybe the last day we we're going to be there but i i despise sitting at the table all day Brandon's the same way. Like him and I are very similar. Like we want to walk around, talk to people, look at things. 
Um, so I would have probably just put left stuff with Vadim as well, bagels and wax, and just yep. be like, can I put this in your case? And then we'll just walk around and do whatever we're doing. But yeah, I I don't know what it is. And then I, for whatever reason, trade night just doesn't excite me. I don't know why. How how was it for you guys? I didn't like I, last year I had a blast yeah. and I had the biggest expectations going into it this year. And every single trade night, with the exception of the soccer trade night, to me was it felt short of what I expected. I'm not saying anything bad about the people who ran it. Obviously the demand was there. They did a tremendous job, but when you get 10, 15, 20,000 people packed in a room where you can't really move around, people are on the ground. I'm just, I'm too old. I'm, I'm getting close to you, my man. And sitting on the carpet, trying to like, you know, slam $10 and $50 cards just didn't see, seem appealing to well, me. Well, the one at Bailey's wasn't even like a sanctioned one. That was just like, Everybody just showed up and like was like, we're doing trade night here. The hotel, I was told the hotel wanted them out. They had security, like you guys need to leave. But there was just so many people that it was overwhelmed. And they're just like, well, I guess you can stay. They, they couldn't get rid of them. And not for nothing. It's not even just the amount of people. I'm not, it was a thousand degrees. We did, I did a lap. We went there just to check it out. It was, it was so hot and it smelled like sweaty boys and I was sitting on this dirty dirty like I'm sure it's been beat to death the fact that Atlantic City is kind of like meh yeah. but sitting on the floor <laughs> at one of those places was not something that I was gonna do I was just like I, maybe I'm too bougie I don't think I'm bougie but I was like I'm too bougie <laughs> no uh, Atlanta so I was stationed in New York my wife and I went to Atlantic City a few times and uh I was like, hey, you want to go to Atlantic City this weekend? Because I could have went for the weekend. And she was like, eh, it's so trashy there. And I'm like, yeah, but we'll be at the hotel or whatever. And then she was like, wait a minute, what? what's the reason? And I was like, well, it's the National Card Show. And she's like, I'm not going to Atlantic City to hang out with you and your boys. <laughs> and I was like, fair, fair enough. Like, I don't need to go. So, But uh, recently, though, for me, I, I actually made the biggest trade I've ever made today with uh, Gem Mint Cards 23. I think that's Bill's instagram handle so he had a jordan fleer uh rookie a psa 7 so from I, i'm not rich so I've, I've started back in the hobby like from the bare minimum and then just, just keep working my way up towards the things i want um so i traded him a lot of stuff comic books and things today to finally get it's my grail card to me it's a jordan rookie card not I, I was settled on getting like a one and a half or a two forever so to have a seven, I'm just ecstatic about it. I cannot wait for it to get here. Congratulations. Congratulations. You blew expectation out of the water because we're kind of the same. Like an 86 Fleer Jordan will make its way. And at one point we had a three, and then we traded that to get into something else. But to have a seven, I saw it right before we went live. That's a that's a beauty of a card. So congratulations. I, I've been I've been going back and forth with Bill for like a couple of days now. Him and I have done some pretty big trades, but it was just hard because like I was trying to get the one card and I just had all these things he wanted. And I was like, listen, this does not work in, to my advantage, but I will give you pretty much whatever you want. I want to keep my LeBron James auto. Everything else is fair game. So like, let's just figure it out. You know what I mean? And we did thankfully. And he's a really good guy. I, I really enjoyed your guys' story on YouTube about how you got the card from Brandon. Um, it's a testament to him of how good of a person he is and how great of people you are. I feel like him and I are really good at reading people right off the get go of and understanding them and what kind of people they are. So I was really happy to see and to not to see, but to listen that he slid the card in your pocket and said, don't worry about it. I know you're good for it type of thing. Cause that's just the kind of guy he is, you know? 
yeah, he uh, he exceeded all expectation. And not to make this the the Brandon episode, but uh, he had that thing sold too. It just so happened that he was by Vadim's case when somebody was going to buy it, and he pulled it and snatched it. So he probably cost himself two to three thousand dollars. Yeah, which most people wouldn't do. And so, like in my like for us, that was just a huge testament to the way we conduct ourselves and how he knows us to be. And like, if he ever needs anything, obviously we would obviously we're big believers in reciprocity. So um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. I, that's the way we operate though. Like, so it's so nice to meet like-minded people because I feel like if we were like, Hey, somebody wanted a card that we had and we're like, it's this much. Um, but we'll give it to you for this much. And somebody came up right after them and was like, I'll give you full price. I'm like, mm, spoken for. So like, I feel like it's, it is genuinely, you know, awesome to meet people and to like create these relationships with people in the same space that operate the same as you do. A hundred percent. And it, I don't want to say it's, it's getting to be rare or harder to find people like that, but I mean, you guys go to the shows and stuff and, it's, it's just always weird to me where you meet someone and they like they want to make a trade and you're like, all right, well, you're doing comps, I'm doing comps. And then they're like, well, I can't let this card go for that much because it was selling for this or that. And I'm like, well, I, do you want to move it or you don't want to move it? Like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? And then then you meet someone like Brandon and you're like, hey, this couple thousand dollar card, I, I will have the money. Don't worry about it. And he's like, ah, don't worry about it. I know you're good for it and just gives it to you. So it's like, yeah, I don't think you'll find too many people like him. So I'm, I'm glad. And that's hearing that story. And then he told me that he sold the card to you guys. Um, and I was like, man, I really want to have them on the podcast and talk to them. And then I started watching your TikToks, of course. Uh, <laughs> My TikTok. I just- well, and you know, the kicker was, is he handed us the card and our big thing that we've been trying to be transparent about. And it, it warms my heart, you know, makes me feel good that you're open about that. Like, Hey, we're just regular people. We don't yeah. have these crazy bank rules. We have other responsibilities. And so we thought we would be open about financial responsibility within the hobby because there are people who are overextending themselves and ultimately they're going to leave and it's not going to be a good experience. But we could have just gone and, you know, zelled him money out of our personal finance. But our agreement was we are going to hold true. And so at that point, the minute he handed me the card, it was like, okay, well, we haven't sold these cards yet. We need to make this happen. And somebody who was in the vicinity and saw that we had the card offered us, you know, almost five figures for the card cash right there. And I could have easily, if I was uh, like, you know, that sort of person, I could have taken the money, you know what I mean? And then just gave it to him. But at that point, it wasn't even my card. In my opinion, I wasn't going to let anybody know about the card until we had paid him in full. And at that point, we weren't buying it as an arbitrage opportunity, we were buying the card because we wanted the damn card. It's it's sitting in my, you know, hobby room front and center, like, ah, you know, so. It's amazing. And the crazy part though, is even if that would have happened, right. Let's say someone gave you an offer you couldn't refuse. uh, Brandon would not be upset about it in the least bit. He would, he would be like, let's go get a beer and celebrate then. I'm glad that you guys were able to make money off of something because he one thing about brandon is he always operates in the good anyways right um and he so he's always okay with giving someone a deal which is amazing um and he really does look out for his friends i mean 
like I said, we don't want to make it all about Brandon, but I, I do call him once a week and leave him a voicemail and just let him know that I appreciate him as a friend and I'm happy he's like in my circle. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, but it's about him. He doesn't host an awesome pod like you do. <laughs> you know, I, I, him and I have really good chemistry too. And I, I'm like, let's just do it together. And he's just like, no, it's your thing. You know, I'll come on whenever I got something to talk about. And so he, he does me solids. Like he came on mine and talked to me about national and stuff before he went on Luca Tigers. Oh, well, Andrew, but uh, it is what it is, you know? Um, so how did you guys get into cards? Have you guys always been in the cards and collecting together? Yeah, we've always, we've always, we collected as kids. And since we've known each other since middle school or in other parts Freshman of the country, high junior high yeah. into high school and, you know, fast forward, maybe a year, year and a half before the pandemic. Uh, and I don't think I've ever really told this story. I had a friend come over. It was New Year's Day and we bought our house with the intent we were going to make our house so kid awesome that our kids will never leave. Pool, game room, arcade, like stuff that as children we grew up, you know, not with yeah, money. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, we want our kids to always want to be here. We want Absolutely. this to be the destination and is a, you know, that way we keep an eye on things and kind of control what's going on. Well, it was New Year's Day and we went to go buy this arcade game and we couldn't. And my friend pulled out all these sports cards and he was so excited to show me. And I was like, kind of like, no, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. Like kid, dork. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it was cool, but I was, I was so, and I was working for a private equity firm in construction. So stressed out with work. And all, the, all that was was like EBITDA, 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 EBITDA. So that day I went, I just spent a few hundred dollars and bought everything. And I was just like so overwhelmed and, you know, like, Within a week, we were both hooked, and for like two and a half, three years, four years, whatever it's been, it's been cards all the time. It was so funny too because uh, when we got back into it, I I collected for like years and years and years with my dad, and then uh, I just stopped. Like I I don't know, you get older, and um, I was really into garbage pail kids because I tr- I tried collecting with my dad, but he wasn't like super into it. Right. Um, but so I started getting into these garbage pail kid cards. So I had a ton of those and my mom hated them because they were gross and ugly. And she was like, these are disgusting. So I just, you know, after a while I boxed them up and I moved, like I moved like a ton of times. So when we bought all these cards and we started like ripping wax again and like going to the card shop again, you know, about like five, five, six years ago now, um, then I went through the basement through all my old boxes from when I was a kid. And I just, I found boxes of cards and that was really exciting for me. It was all like, you know, we, we grew up in the nineties. So it was mostly junk wax. I did have a Larry Bird rookie card. That, nice. was, that thing got sent off to PSA back I'm in our hands kidding. and sold so quickly. <laughs> I don't wow. like Larry Bird. I, I had it. It was cool, but it wasn't my, that wasn't one of those things where I was like, Oh, I, I'm going to keep this forever. It was probably the nicest card that I had. It was in a shoebox for like, I don't know, 20 years and it got an eight. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I have a similar story, but it wasn't me. Um, this guy, uh, he goes by J. Rue. Um, his name's John, but he found a Tom Brady Bowman paper rookie card that was in his mom's garage in a penny sleeve for 20 years and sent it to PSA. got a nine. So it was like three years ago. And he was like, does anybody want this thing for like a thousand bucks? And there's a, a couple of Boston guys in this other group chat and no one responded. I, I gave it a good hour and I was like, I will take it. And then I, I recently sold it this week, but, uh, just because I, 
I'm retiring from the service next year. Um, we're going to be okay. Like everything's going to be fine. I got to get a real job now, you know, as they say, but, uh, um, I told my wife, like I would cool it. And like, so we made that decision where like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to move all the excess stuff I have. And then, uh, I have a ton of stuff at PSA that's still getting graded. And I was like, Hey, I'll just, I'm going to move some stuff. So that's why this week too, I was like, told her I would cool it. And then I was like, I got to make this trade for this Jordan. Cause I don't know when I'm gonna have another opportunity. So, but yeah. So yeah, those stories are amazing, you know, and, and then to have to sell it and then get something else you wanted, I'm assuming. Right. Cause I, I heard where you guys said that you only use your hobby money towards the hobby stuff. Right. Which I think is amazing. And that's what I've been trying to do. <laughs> well, it, it forces you to make some really, um, you know, we got caught up because we did have some disposable income and it was really easy to hide behind the fact that we're doing good for other people because we can make mistakes, take chances and share right. it. But ultimately you start dipping into personal finance and that's irresponsible, you know, mortgage, four kids, the whole nine. So we've really honed in and like, Hey, if we're going to buy this and again, back to a certain Mr. Namath, like that's where we got really big into what's our exit strategy. If we're going to tie up $2,000 in the card, what are we doing with it? How long are we holding it? And just understand that if we buy this card, that's going to tap that money. It might prevent us from doing something else. Right. And I think for me too, my biggest problem is um, I'm not like Jeremy in that where mine is more, I'm buying stuff that I want to keep. So it's harder for me because my hobby money gets tied up faster than his. So like it's not as much an arbitrage when you're doing it to buy Stranger Things cards that you don't want to sell. Like, I don't want to sell them. I'm buying right. them because I want to keep them. And this Jordan, like, we could easily sell that for a profit, but I don't want to sell it. Right. So then it becomes, we do have to use what we have. Um, we're really good at, we do a lot with the card shows and eBay and, and buying things raw and then grading them and, and using that money to finance the stuff that we want to keep really like that's right. where we've gotten to. And I, I think I've got Jeremy, I, he's, he's got fit with my, like, I don't want to sell my cards bug because his Patrick Williams collection is getting incredible. So, and he's like, Oh, you know, I should sell one of these. And I'm like, which one? He's like, I really don't want to sell any of them. Right. <laughs> so, right. What, what's, so you guys are from Chicago. Are you guys near Chicago now? And you guys are up there. Yeah, we're like about 45 minutes North of Detroit. Okay. We relocated about four years ago for work, but we're still in Chicago on a monthly basis. That's where a majority of our family is. Nice. Five years. I went. I went to StockX. They have this thing called StockX Day. Mm -hmm. um, it was the second year they had it, and I got I got invited to go. So I went with my son. It was really weird. They told me I could bring my son, but then when we got there. They're like, "No, there's no plus ones." And I'm like, "I got the email right here." So, anyways, my son got to come with me, and uh, downtown Detroit is beautiful. It's awesome. I was really surprised so much so that like they, they offered me a job and I was like, no, I got to finish this military thing first. But, uh, I told my wife, I'm like, what do you think about Detroit? And she was like, are you crazy? And I'm like, well, you didn't go with us. It was super nice. And she was like, yeah, but you got to leave the city. When we moved to Detroit, because my office was in Detroit, people are like, oh my God, you're from Chicago. It's crazy there because all they ever hear about are the shootings, like on the, the South side or the West side, but not Chicago proper. Right. I'd go back to Chicago and I'd be like, I'm in Detroit. And they're like, oh my God, you're in Detroit. Isn't it terrible? 
<laughs> so, and like it's not it's not worse and like all of them is like rockford illinois is like the worst place and we used to live outside of there i would like choose either chicago or detroit over rockford or st louis yeah i could not believe and i also couldn't believe that dan gilbert pretty much owns detroit which was surprising yeah. as well because while we were there they they had a like a 3d map built out of detroit and it was like every single building that was like had his initials on top was like something he owned. And I was like, uh, you own all of Detroit. And he was like, pretty much. Yeah. If you go to Chicago and talk to your average Chicagoan, they might be able to tell you about the Sears tower or John Hancock or the bean. You get a Detroiter. That is a proud group of people. And they will go hardcore about the infrastructure when it was like, it's architect. Yeah. It's a a super level of pride, man. So it's naming rights building and, and the history of how they got those. It's, it's cool. I wish I had like any amount of pride in any city I've ever lived in. It's like the way that people from Detroit do. They are proud. And you know, when we first moved here, you could buy a like an entire city block for like ten thousand dollars, and it's it's through the roof again. So Detroit's coming back. It's making a comeback. The teams are coming back. You know, we we don't have a lot of. It's it's hard being a Chicago fan because they all pretty much suck. The only good thing is for a couple of years, you get to go see the Bears and, and Thanksgiving in Detroit. Yes. Or you get to see the Bulls that's nice. at Little Caesars Arena. So we that's about the only thing. seats for a Bulls game one time uh, against the Pistons. That was the coolest experience I've ever had as far as. That is awesome. Four seats to an NBA game is phenomenal. I've yes. only done it once. And I got invited when I was a kid. It was the Washington Bullets. That's how old I am. And uh, and it was awesome, though. Like, it was absolutely amazing. And I played basketball in school and stuff, too. So I was like. It was such a it was a it's a huge huge difference. You probably enjoyed the basketball game, right? Yes. Yeah, so Courtney was more more excited by the fact that she was sitting next to Kendra Lust, who's an adult film film star who's very prominent in Detroit. So we spent a quarter of the time boozing and eating for free. The a majority of the game watching our boy Kobe White play, and then the other time with like Hey, there's Kendra. There's Kendra. Do you remember when we met her? There's Kendra. There's Kendra. <laughs> she used to work out at my gym. I was like, I love her. She's like the coolest person. That's <laughs> like, awesome. Do you remember me? I talked to her a couple times. <laughs> but do you, do you watch basketball? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We okay. watch like, pretty much every sport except for NASCAR. And, yeah. and I'm not super into I used to be really into hockey, but not. He's, he doesn't really like I, I think I've, I've told this story before. Like, I, I love my wife. So I've, I've known my wife since middle school. Um, we actually didn't date till uh, college, so after high school. But uh, she's been going to football games with me for 20 years. Um, all, both of our sons played football. Uh, we're huge Florida Gator fans. Um, we're from you know Jacksonville, so we go to Jaguars games. Like I mean, she's been to hundreds of football games. I shit you not, like a year and a half ago, we're watching a game. I don't remember which game it was, and she's like, "I have no idea what's going on." I'm like. I have no idea what you're talking about. What do you mean you have no idea what's going on? She's like, I don't know what they're doing on the field. And I was like, are you kidding me? How many games have you, like, our sons played football and you didn't know if they're doing good or bad this entire time? <laughs> I, I just couldn't believe it. So you make it. <laughs> I don't, that's, that's impressive, though, in, in that I do that stuff with things that I'm not interested in. Like, I can sit and listen and listen. I, like, Jeremy is really an F1 right now. And I try so hard, like I'll listen, I'll like watch the the races. It's so boring to me. It's so boring. It's like who just wants to watch people drive around and like occasionally like <laughs> and Joey, like, look at their neck muscles, Courtney. 
do you know how hard you have to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't damn, care. shots fired. I'm like, I don't yeah. care about your neck muscles. <laughs> that, that <laughs> was, I defend myself on the F1 thing. <laughs> I, I like it because I've grown up watching all sports. I was the guy that would watch Same. Sports Center for six hours in the morning before my day would start. When there Same. was like Stump the Schwab on ESPN, I was pretty adamant that I would have whipped his ass a million times because that's the kind of sporting that I was consuming. Right. So when F1 a couple of years started to get popular, I really liked it or I was intrigued because I knew nothing of it. I was a complete novice. And even to now, I have no, like, if I'm sure if I were to talk to a real F1 person, they'd think I'm a complete idiot. But it's kind of refreshing not being the know-it-all, but somebody who can just look at it like a kid and think anything's possible in reality that the pro next to me knows that, like, only Verstappen's going to win and this is why. Unless there's some kind of major crazy. Yeah. So I, I like so I like the educational piece. It's, it is fun because he does he knows everything. It's horrible watching any kind of sporting event with him because before the commentators can say what's going on, Jeremy's like, they're going to do this. This guy went to this college. This coach did this because of this thing. And I'm just like, and then like, of course, it never fails that, you know, the, whoever's like doing the broadcast is saying the same things like moments after he did it. I'm like, you missed your call. This is what you should have done. It's never too late. That is that is true. Are are you a baseball guy? I do like baseball. So I, I I feel your pain. I'm a Florida fan, like I said, Jags fan. I'm an Orlando Magic fan. Um, I was a huge Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls fan as a kid. Um, for whatever reason, I I'm a Yankees fan. So, and I'll tell you why. So I got stationed in New York for the first time in 2008. This is how long ago it was, which wasn't that long ago, right? So I instead of opening my phone to see who was playing that day, I opened the newspaper and lo and behold, the Yankees were playing the Red Sox at old Yankee stadium. <clears throat> we're sitting with a bunch of boxes. We just moved into her house. And my wife's originally from Queens, New York. She was born there and moved to Florida. And uh, I'm like, the Yankees are playing the Red Sox. Can I go? And she's like, yeah, take the boys. I'm like, what do you mean? Take the boys. And, and you know, they're little guys at this point, like three and, and eight. And uh, she's like, yeah, take the ferry. Take the train, follow all the Yankees jerseys, you'll get to the stadium. And I'm from a little small beach town in Florida. I'm like, what do you mean take the ferry and take the train? You'll be fine. Just go. I'm like, okay. So we go to the stadium. I ask a police officer. I'm like, hey, does active duty get in to these games for free? Because I heard that they did. And he was like, yes, but not Yankees Red Sox. And then he was like, you know what? Ask for this guy. He's the head of security. He might help you. So I, I find this guy. He's like, you're active duty. I'm like, dude, I, I've been here for two days. These are my sons. We just moved here. And he's like, find an open seat. If there's a problem, tell them to call me on the radio. So, of course, we sit in seats and then they come, people come, they're like, oh, these are our seats. I'm like, I have no idea what to do. So, I like, they call him on the radio and he puts us third baseline, front row, wow. Yankees, Red Sox, and old Yankees. And like, I, I just kept looking at my sons, like, you guys have no idea how awesome this is. Your three year old probably doesn't even remember. No, he doesn't. Like he looks at the pictures and he's like, I wish I would have remembered this, but he's been to tons of games though. But so the Yankees and the Mets do free tickets for active duty. That's awesome. Yeah. So I just, and then the Yankees are on every single night and growing up in Florida, no one's a Marlins fan. The Rays didn't really exist. And a lot of people were Braves fans. So I, and I just didn't like the Braves for whatever reason. So I'm like the only person out of my friends back home, but I'm, I'm a Yankees fan. So Sorry, I, I went on a complete tangent. You asked me if I watch baseball, and then that was it. I think that's cool. Everybody like has a reason why they like their teams. I grew up on the north side of Chicago, and I'm a White Sox fan because I grew up on like the poor side of the north side, and um, we couldn't afford to go to Cubs games because Cubs are 
tickets are insane even when they sucked forever like even when they were the worst you couldn't even get into the stadium really fifty dollars and uh, they're not giving free tickets to anyone well, i don't know maybe they do not to me but our school would do um, field trips to the white Sox game because they it was were, cheaper it was cheaper so i went to several white Sox games as a kid um on, on field trips and i saw frank thomas and you know, you eat the ice cream out of the hat, you know, the, 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 and, I'll, and I still had them for years. I had those little like um, helmets. helmets that you would get. Right. And so I just, I don't know, I became a White Sox fan forever and ever. My, both of my parents are Cubs fans. They hated it that I liked the Sox, but I was like adamant. And then I think as I became a, teen, a teenager, it was more just to be defiant. You know, like, oh no, I'm sorry. I like the Sox, even though I, I didn't really care. Right. I mean, she does conduct herself like a Sox fan, so it's not surprising. <laughs> I have a good friend in the Coast Guard that uh, his mom, I think she did communications or something for the White Sox for like 20 something years. And he has like every White Sox superstar's jersey signed in his closet just hanging there. I'm a, and every time I see him, I'm like, let me get that Frank Thomas jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Give me that one. And yeah. so I like, I spent a couple, when, in like 20, 2005, the year that they won the Super or I almost said Super Bowl. Oh, Super Bowl wow. Woo. Wow. The year that they won the series. I, um, <laughs> you were going to be on card porn. You fraud. Sure. We went to a lot of games. And I remember like the night that they won, I was in like a, like, I almost swore. I was in a crummy. That's okay. Party. In uh, McHenry, Illinois, we'd gone to like some like Halloween thing, and everyone was like, nobody was paying attention. They had the game on, and then later that week, I watched a, a statistic on television that said that the White Sox World Series was the least watched World Series in the history of televised World Series. So, Who'd they play? The Astros. Yeah. Oh, that, there you go. That's why it wasn't the White Sox; it was the Astros. Typically, Cheers. a lot of people tune into the Super Bowl. If you would have finished the Super Bowl comment, I was about to be like, "Sure, you watch sports." Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm on to you now. <laughs> the ladies are trying to make a presence in the hobby, and Courtney just set them all back ten years. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You know, if a guy misspoke, nobody would even question it. But because I'm a woman, now it's like news for the rest of the. But but you didn't though. You caught it and corrected I it. I, like I was thinking, like six steps ahead, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. What to tonight, do. laying in bed, she's gonna be like, "Damn it! I I'm can't sure believe I, I did that." <laughs> I mean, if you want, I will delete it. No, 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 no. Keep it no. in. We're, we're authentic. Oh, it's okay. I've, I've told plenty of people I'm going to delete something and fix it, and I never do. <laughs> we, we have a rule, because we're a very sarcastic family, that if you get hacked or pranked, you have to own it. So if you're to go back on any of our social medias, it's very clear when somebody got hacked, and it's painful because you have to keep it up there. It. You can't delete, you can't delete it. it. Jeremy will hack my Facebook and say that like I'm pooping in a gas station and like oh no paper and I to yell for like the the person who worked there to come help me, and you know like it, it, or she'll get on mine and put like Iggy Azalea is the greatest rapper in the world, fight me and just like <laughs> stuff that's gonna provoke a response. <laughs> He still has a picture of Iggy Azalea on his Instagram if you go find it. The coffee happy. Yeah, and here's the thing, like nobody like our kids, if I get into their Snapchat, it's game over. I destroy oh, man. My them. Poor son. 
My mother-in-law, she gets it too. Nobody's. <laughs> everybody gets that smoke. Christmas, <laughs> at Christmas, my husband took my mom's Facebook and wrote that she was she drank an entire bottle of Jack Daniels, and that my dad was a sex panther on my mother's. Then <laughs> did she leave it up? She, yeah. She has it's to. Those rule. are the rules. Oh my god! Want to see your grandkids again? You're gonna play by the rules, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thank God! The only thing, only thing that can unlock my phone is my face. I, actually, you know what? My daughter put her face on my phone for some reason. But you better be careful. Uh, my five-year-old can unlock my phone with her face. She looks so much like him. <laughs> so. I'm like, well, that's not cool. So, hey, if mommy ever tells you to bring me my phone, <laughs> yeah, the answer is no. I'm gonna tell you, but that's we're a very close family. Like we all we all collect cards together. If you look, my son has an Instagram for his cards. My daughter. She's gotten really into Stranger Things cards with me. She kind of fell off for a while, but she really likes the Stranger card thing. And I think that's part of like the fun of this is we all, all of our, our kids are athletes. They're all in sports. They all enjoy collecting cards. Um, and it's something that we all do together. Yeah, so, awesome. We all have totally separate interests within the hobby. And the hobby as itself has really, you know, allowed us something that we can all enjoy together and separately but you know in, in the same space like we can all go to a card show together and have a really good time and we can all sit around and rip wax together our own separate wax and have a good time so for us getting into collecting cards has been so wonderful as just a means to connect as a family and yeah that's awesome that's that's been really truly tremendously important to us you said you have three kids right i do how often, and it is, this might be for you or your wife, but how often is it where you're all in the same room doing something that everybody's genuinely having a good time for an extended period of time? Like we've got four kids and it's very rare when it's all, there's always like, we're all, there's always one kid that's got to be the, yep. Gotta how, be the how, how old are the four? How old are your four? So we have, my oldest is almost 16, and then I have a 14-year-old son, a five-year-old daughter, and a three-year-old daughter. And both of the littles collect. My littlest loves Pokemon. She can name almost every Pokemon. And then oh, my awesome. uh, my five-year-old daughter really is into, like, Marvel superheroes right now. Oh, that's cool. So I, I have a 25, a 19, and a 17-year-old. Um, Did you start having kids at six? I know. My goodness. You look so it's I'm I'm half I'm half Korean. It's it's just contributing factor of like I'm never gonna lose the hair. The face is always gonna be glowing and tight. <laughs> um, but so but yeah, so the boys though, like um, they both turned eighteen, graduated high school, and they're like, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to move out and do my own thing. And we've been like, okay. You know, what, what can you do at that point? Like, as parents, all you can do is teach them right and wrong. If you believe in something, you know, uh, then sure, you can imprint that on your kids as well. But at the end of the day, it's like you can just teach them right and wrong and hope they do the right thing because um, everyone has free will. So my oldest, uh, you know, our whole lives, my wife and I are like, hey, your mom and I got married at 20. Uh, we did everything ass backwards. Don't do what we did. And then, of course, he does it. Um, but he, it's fine. Like, uh, to his credit, he's never asked me for a dime, which is amazing. Um, he's married, has two, two little ones, a third one on the way. Little Donnie graduated last year and was like, Hey, I want to move back to Jacksonville, be with my girlfriend <clears throat> and I'm going to work at, Flo so we have a clothing company called flow motion. Um, so he's working there. Like he started at the bottom, he's in the warehouse learning how to print shirts and 
the design process and all that stuff. So it's good. He's taking classes in the fall. My 17 year old is your oldest a girl. I, I love her to death. She's my baby, but good Lord, she's a pain in the butt. She It's like, I, do you guys have all, you guys have how many girls in the house? Three, Three. girls with one boy, and our girls are way easier than the boy. Boy is, we call him the boy. And really? He's, he's just. It's opposite in our house. Because I think like, so I'm, I'm like 6'5", 265, 275. There's definitely like an alpha male thing in the house with the boys, right? Where like I always tell this story of like the boys, even when they were like the pain in, pain in the ass age, like I'd be like, hey, it's time for bed. Let's go brush your teeth, get ready for bed. We'll come tuck you in. Yes, dad. They went and did it. My daughter, good Lord, since the day she could talk is like, can I please have a glass of water? Can you read me another story? I'm sorry. Can I have another hug? Can you come back? And I'm just like, what is going on here? Why do they understand that it's time for bed? And you, for whatever reason, do not get this concept of like, we're well, done here. Yeah. Oh, uh, very. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so no, but I agree. So it is, it's rare, especially now that they're older to get them to come together. So like we're going to Florida um, and I was like, Hey, your mom and I got a suite at universal. Cause your sister wants to go to universal and islands of adventure we all fit. Can you guys please make it in your schedule so we can all be together? And like, even if it's just go to dinner or go to the pool, you know, it's like you really value that time. And <clears throat> even with the two younger ones, like last year before Donnie moved out, he loved Pokemon. Like he's that generation of, he played Pokemon on the game boy on his Nintendo. He has it on his switch now. So we opened Pokemon cards and I'll never forget. We opened, uh, forget which trainer boxes they were, but you know, we hit two Charizards and it was just like the most epic celebration, you know? And, uh, and then we got them graded and and they have them. So it's just, yeah, it's the stuff like that where you guys can all kind of get together and bond over it. It's, it's an amazing family thing, especially if it's something everyone likes. Cause like you said, you know, you always have the one kid, especially when they're teenagers that they're just not interested in anything, but whatever's going on their phone. So well, you yeah. talked about watching my TikTok. I actually started TikToks because of my daughter, my teenage daughter, because she was super into TikTok. I'm like, well, let's make help mom make card TikToks. And she got so into it. And she helped me do it like every day. She was like, oh, look at this trend. Mom, we got to do this one. So that was like a means to like to kind of mix them both together. And the TikTok now has been so much fun. And like, I enjoy it. Um, I have a good time with it. I have a great story about my three-year-old. She opened, uh, we were at Mark's card shop for his his trade night, and he gave, like, my girls each a free pack of Pokemon. Then uh, Lala, the littlest one, opened hers, and she got a Charizard. And while she was showing, she was, like, holding it up, and she's like, Mom, look, I got a, a Charizard, because that's what she called. <laughs> and she, like, goes to show it to me. Well, she clipped her foot or something on a chair, and she went down. She hit, she hit her oh, head no. and like, she just, she got up and she was sobbing and I thought she hurt herself. So I'm like, I'm like, Oh, are you okay? And she's like, I broke my card. She bent the corner of her card. Oh, no. You're not supposed to bend the cards. So she wasn't crying because she hurt herself. She was, she, crying. she was crying because she bent, she bent the corner of her card and she knew it was damaged and ruined. I looked at her 14 year old brother and I'm like, she gets it. Why don't you get it? <laughs> right. Because right. she likes to read the back of the cards like when we were kids, but then like you know drops them or knocks them over. It's like, like I'm gonna stack them up and like tap them. I'm up gonna like, get this graded. And I'm like, but it's bent in half and you colored on it. Not anymore. Not <laughs> anymore. Too well. 
but I'll never, I'll never forget how devastated she was. It luckily it was like not like a good Charizard. It was like a ninety nine cent one, so I just bought one to replace it. Right. And also, as a scumbag, um, she wouldn't know what it was worth anyway, so I couldn't replace it with another <laughs> She, I just had to get her another Charizard because she knew. And so she was, she was absolutely three years old, devastated. And she didn't say I bet my card. She said I broke my card. <laughs> it was so, it was, it was both like heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time. Right. It's, it's crazy though. Cause you always chase that feeling or that emotion of like, I think that's why, like, that's what got me back into cards was I was just like, Man, Luca and Trey Young seem to be popular. I don't know what their cards do. I haven't collected cards in years. And then it was like the chase was on after that. And then lucky for me, I got in before all the COVID craziness. But yeah. He's a chaser. Well, one thing that I really like, though, is because we grew up poor, I'm always fearful. I never want to go for wanting ever again. Like that scares the shit out of me i don't want my kids to ever experience what i experienced so true hobby for a couple years didn't exist in my life because i felt like i'm an adult i have kids if i'm doing something it needs to be generating revenue or putting money in the bank account or what the hell's the point so i I will say like being in the hobby one thing that i found was like i know that if something gets crazy i have the ability to sell these cards and take some money out right and get liquid to support my family and so it also helped me like just relax and forget about all the pains and bs of like real life yeah when he when we first started really getting back into the hobby he was working for a company that he was stressed all the time and so the card stuff i like i think i probably leaned into i really like cards too but like leaned into getting back into the hobby as much as i did because he would like start opening cards or like doing research on cards or watching podcasts about cards or, or like we'd sit as a family in the living room with the, the smart TV and we'd watch uh, breaks, which until like we got back into the hobby, I'd never even seen a break before. I didn't know anything right. about how breaks were because to me, it was like you go buy a pack and you open it yourself. Like yep. The idea of somebody opening cards for, for you, I'm like, that's the most fun part. But like, it makes sense now knowing what I know. But in the early days, I was like, this this is weird, but it was fun watching them. So we would sit all together as a family and watch people, you know, open cards. And he would like, he would get so decompressed from the card stuff that I'm like, Hey, this is something that he enjoys. He's got a friend that does it. He's not completely consumed with his work. And I, I like, I love him so much that I'm like, this is, let's do it. Let's, get into cards man i like sports i like cards you like this you're not like so stressed out when we're doing it doing card stuff um that i felt the need i'm sorry the way that i said that sounded weird um it it felt like he talked about it being escapism and for us like as a family and for him specifically it really was and i saw like um, a remarkable difference in him when he had this like hobby and passion for something outside of just being like a workaholic. So it was great right. for me and for him, but for me, for sure. So your motivation was selfish. Super just selfish. selfish. <laughs> for me. For me. No, I, I don't like watching. I didn't like watching him be so stressed out. And he really, he, he just worked all the time. And it, 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 I almost feel like 
the whole card thing kind of put things in perspective for him because after a while he was like let's just he's like maybe we can open a card shop maybe we could do this and he started like looking at other things in his life that he wanted to change and he ended up leaving that company going somewhere better and i don't want to say it was because of cards but i feel like that that like lack of stress or like reprioritizing did affect him in like a really positive way just i mean it sounds like it sounds like uh it's been great um I, cards have been great for me. Getting back to the hobby has been awesome. Uh, I, I love my wife. She's the love of my wife, my life. She's my best friend in the whole world. And she's like, I don't get it. Just sell it. And like, <laughs> like I'd rather see the money in our bank account. I'm like, I, I know, but like, just think of it instead of me buying like a property, I'd rather have these cards as an investment. And to me, I'm like, I, they're safer to me than the stock market. If you're buying the right things, you know, um, I do take, I take risks too, like anyone else does. Like I'm real big on um, like unknown Bowman prospects that I like. I look for certain things that I like in some of these guys and then I'll collect some of their stuff. Um, and I've been fortunate to be that those guys have actually produced and played well. But what what's the, the play on the Patrick Williams? I did want to ask that because I know he was a high draft pick. Was he number eight, right? Number um, four. Number four, that's right. Um, huge potential. He's a long, super athletic guy. I have not kept track of his progress and what he's done. Is it just because he's a Chicago Bulls guy or you see something in him that you really like? The the draft night when they told the story about him and his mom and him just being like a soft-spoken, quiet kid uh, was really the thing that I gravitated towards. It wasn't even like athletic because he wasn't even really a starter at Florida State. He was just this guy that everybody saw all this potential and then it was like the, the human being, the person that I like, okay, this is, this is our guy. He's a young kid. I'm rooting for him. And just the way he conducts himself. And then this, this off season, I've gotten so excited. And I don't like to talk about people that we collect because I never want to be accused of, of pumping. Right. But he's working out with DeMar DeRozan. He looks in like absolutely phenomenal shape. He is when people call the bulls and they're offering like if, you know, like the KD talks, they're like, Patrick Williams is not an option. And so that, you know, that's AK who built the Nuggets with Jokic. And so somebody sees something in him. And so everybody was chasing everybody else and his stuff was incredibly cheap. And it was just like, okay, that's our guy. Then the I, year before it was Kobe White. And so like every year we pick a bull. But right, right. Williams has been the guy where we've actually moved into some bigger cards or like what the hobby would deem bigger cards. Now our favorite cards aren't necessarily the bigger cards, but you know, it's been a fun chase. Yeah. I would, I would say, you know, regardless of how it turns out, collecting his cards has been affordable. Um, We can have really like good, you know, high end chase cards of his for a lot less than what people were paying for like LaMelo. Right. And, and it's our team. So if he does really, really well, that's awesome. If he doesn't, you know, we're still Bulls fans. So at the end of the day, it's, this is more of like a a passion for like the team and the the hobby itself rather than like, do we think he's going to be like the greatest of his generation? I don't know. I don't know. Yet to be seen. Hopefully. I mean, you you hope so, right? You hope that he taps into that potential and, I, I also think realistically that if he gets off to a good start, 
because like some of his like NTRPAs are going for over 2k and when you're in them for like $300 you know what I mean that, that I, I can yeah. take $1,800 and do something else with that and so we've made a point to pick up because we do sincerely think that he is going to be even if not great there's going to be a buzz and at that point there's a couple of cards that we have that will will move so we can capitalize on that and have those funds whether it's to to rip wax or to buy whatever More tickles our yeah whatever tickles our fancy next <laughs> so are you guys um so like with the stranger things like you completed the card you're looking for correct i did today i got my last ones in the mail so i have the full set plus um jeremy jeremy got me the he he sniped me the uh, the redemption he was on top of it so I have the whole set, the redemption. I have all the tickets from Waiting in Line. I have the pack, the wrapper packs, the bracelets, and the, um, the tickets that you get. So I have the whole set. <laughs> so then what's next? Is there a next, or are you going to just keep looking for Stranger Things stuff? Well, I'm real late on the Stranger Things train. Um, they This set is just like, it was just a promo set from right. National. From Zero Cool. From Zero Cool. So they... They're won't. They're not like they're they're dropping their Stranger Things hobby box. I think I heard in the fall potentially, but this these cards with this particular artwork will not be in that set. So like whatever these were, you can't get them again. They're not going to be reprinted. They're they're just the whatever that limited print run was and what they gave away at the national is all that will be out there. Nice. So. For me, because I was so late on collecting Stranger Things cards, I didn't even like. I've never, outside of Garbage Pail Kids cards, I never got into anything other than sports cards. I was never into pop culture. I didn't do any of that kind of stuff. I, I wasn't into Pokemon or, you know, Magic the Gathering or, you know, any of that stuff. But Stranger Things has been, like, something that I, like, love that. I love the show. Like, I literally, the day that it drops, I'll watch it immediately. The whole thing. I'm like, don't talk to me. Don't make plans. Because I'm going to sit here like a disgusting monster on this couch for, like, However many hours yeah, I'm working and leaving me alone. Don't make any. Yes, our, our, my my family is with you. We're, we'd be on the couch with you. So my, my only, my two younger ones, they they call it my creepy show, and they'll like wander into the living room while I'm watching it, stand there, and then like when like a monster comes, they're like, no, I'm gonna leave now. But my daughter, she'll she'll watch it with me. My son's like, Stranger Things is stupid, and he's never seen an episode, but. I didn't even think about cards, which is weird because I'm so engrossed in the hobby. It never, it, it never even occurred to me. Never crossed over. See if there were cards. So now they have only season one and two. They never dropped a season three for tops. Right. You know, then you have the pop culture cards or whatever with like the characters, but those aren't really licensed and it doesn't say like their characters. So you don't want those. Um, so I, I brought my very first box of season one which I way overpaid for on eBay the night before we left for the national. And so I guess maybe I'll start looking for those cards and I'd probably buy the singles. I don't think I'd buy any more wax for them because you only get right. one autograph and that's what, you know, the chase would be because everything's stickers, the, the base, like the base cards and everything are all stickers. There's not a lot of parallels. So it's, it, they're rare. I was watching another podcast today where they were talking about these cards. They're so rare. They're so hard to find. 
There's some, they have some really cool relics too that you can get. My daughter was super into um, season one and season two of the tops. So we opened quite a bit. We never actually hit anything good. And I was just like, uh, if you want something, let's look for it on eBay instead of buying boxes and not seeing. It. I mean, the cards are okay themselves, I would say. But yeah, they do have some really good like wardrobe relics and stuff you can get in the autographs. I haven't checked the prices in a while because she's, kind of like turned away from the card thing a little bit but um she'll still rip stuff with me but she's not super into the cards as much as she is the boys on the show so yeah and i don't get it because none of them are really cute no i don't think so either so the one kid uh i think that's what it is what's what's the kid's mic right kid mike uh what a cool name though right he he has a a band so when we were living in new york my wife would go to like all his shows with my daughter and she has all these photos with him at meet and greets and stuff so awesome. i was like my daughter's name's leilani i'm like he's not a cute kid and she's like you're just saying that because you're a guy i'm like no i'm comfortable in who i am uh, if he's a good looking man i have no problem saying that's a good looking person my he's daughter not, he's not cute i don't get it she can't stand him. Like his character in the show, right. she's so whiny and clingy. She's like, I don't, I don't get it. She likes Steve a lot and Dustin. Um, I love Dustin to be I completely love honest. Autograph, uh, redemption in my life. nice. That was cool. It was really cool. Though, so Jeremy's gonna try and get on tops to help me with that because, like, if you know, I don't know why they do that. If if something, if you're gonna sell something with the redemption, where you know people hold these boxes. What good is a redemption that's expired, you know? What's Tops it? is pretty good about it. If they have them, they'll still send it to you. I um, hope so, because I was pretty excited. When I opened it, I was like, yes! And then I'm like, no, it's expired. How about that guy that just was it exquisite? Was it 03 exquisite and had a Jordan redemption in it? Oof. Yeah, I don't know. I, so that, I don't, I don't know how Upper Deck is with that stuff. So I, I saw that, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. Why would you I, open I, that? I, I don't know. So I don't know. As far as Stranger Things goes, I'm definitely going to rip the zero cool cards when they drop. I'll probably try and buy a couple. You know, I, I, like there's so much speculation on what the price point's going to be because they Dutch auction. Yep. So with like the hype right now, like everybody's like super like that's all they're talking about. At least the people who collect it, they're like so excited. But if it's not coming out for like a couple more months, who knows if that like energy is going to stay? Because like the Jackass cards, the the boxes, they were like less than two hundred, weren't they? Yeah. They but were like, um so I, I I wanted the jackass ones because I thought it would be a fun cheap rip. So I bid a hundred and then I think the final price was like one oh five and I was like, Ugh. I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm just missed. Oh uh, yeah, so I, mine is mine is like but then the V friends, those went for like an insane amount. But that's Gary V. So I don't know. Uh, I think that to me that was like a pump and dump because you can look those cards up now and they're not nowhere near. I bought prices. zero of those. And, and no hate, like, for whoever did. Like, like the just, I don't, I'm not like a V, like a super big Gary V fan. And like, me either. There wasn't anything inherently interesting. I love that guy who does the parody of Gary V. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I gotta grind. I gotta grind. I just did cocaine. I gotta grind. <laughs> I, I, the, the V friends thing, like, I, it was the first time I was like, I'm, I don't get it. And I actually felt old. I was like, I don't, Same. I'm not buying these. And I like Pokemon, so I was just like, this makes no sense to me. I don't see the value in it at all. Um, Wasteful walrus, as far as money goes with that one. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, th I think it, I think it's tough because I, you know, I I love this hobby. I think, um, 
you know, re- history repeats itself. So we're like definitely in like a junk slab thing. I think it's a lot of it's a money grab, you know, even like there's still good shops and LCSs out there. Um, good people like we talked about, but I think it like the greed is just, it just bothers me a lot. Like I don't understand why tops and I guess fanatics is taking a stand because they cut off some major distributors this week, as far as um, distribution goes. I don't understand why they don't set their price and just say like, this is how much the box costs. You either charge this price or you don't sell our product. I mean, Nike does it right. And like Nike, you can look at Nike and it's a very similar business plan where they say, if you want the Jordans, the high end stuff, you have to buy all the low and mid range stuff as well. And that's the price. And if you change the price or put it on sale before we tell you to, you're, you're done. Yeah. That's how JC Penny ended up losing their contract with Nike because they weren't following the rules. So Who's that? JC Penny. I used to work for JC. Okay. Yep. They pulled all their Nike stuff out of there because they weren't following the rules. Yep. So I, I just, I just feel like the money can only be good for so long. Like, like you said, people get in financial distress. Um, I, like I've, I've done pretty good for myself. My wife and I have done. I think we've done great, seeing where we've come from. You know, and. I don't know who these people are opening 20 NT boxes a night and just, and you see them like you go through the lives and you see the people just ripping wax after wax and box after box. And I'm like, these people that have this money, they're not going to have it for very long. It just doesn't make any sense. Like there's no value. We watched a guy like stand and just rip through national treasures. Do you remember that? He, He was like, he looked like someone who was doing drugs. And, yeah. just, uh, and then he just like n- nothing and then nothing. And then he just kept ripping and then he hit something. But like, I was like doing the like quick math, like what he spent on all those boxes, even if he sold that card, it wasn't going to equal what he just ripped. I'm like, oh. Well, and the, and the sad truth about the NT stuff is those base cards, a lot of the napkin patches, they don't sell for anything. Nope at all so it's like when and then when you see breakers that are like oh well you'll make some money back on this stuff i'm always like no you will not you have to find that one person that wants to collect a ralph sampson base basketball card that i'm like who is that person i don't know we just pulled a a gold ralph sampson (laughs) (laughs) what a coincidence yeah we you know one time we thought like hey we're gonna we want to get liquid pretty quick there was a big card and it might have been the jordan rookie but uh, we're like, let's do a repack. But let's do a repack differently where it's like you're guaranteed to say you get $500 worth of cards, slabs, for like $250. Yep. And we're like, this is great. We're going to sell these. This is going to go. And like they didn't move the way we thought they were. And so I just asked for some honest feedback. And ultimately what it came down to is like, yeah, I know I'm going to make money, but everybody wants that chase. Everybody wants that card that they'll never be able to get. So they were like, you could, if you put in one big card, like let's say uh, like a three, four, five thousand dollar card, and you could charge a little bit more. People are willing to pay for that, but like being like five to seven hundred and fifty dollars on a two hundred fifty dollar pack, people were just not as bullish on, which Even I thought was strange. That like, not, I guess nothing's guaranteed, but you're like, you're for sure not going to lose money, and and yeah. you lose money. Everybody would get quality, but they people were more keen to buy like I'll, I'll spend three hundred dollars and potentially get you know fifty dollars worth of cards where instead i just i 
that's that's like some of the hobby that I don't understand. I don't. I, I'm right there with you guys. I I did a bunch of repacks. Um, <clears throat> I was really good on a bunch of cards I graded. So when I first got back into cards, I was ripping everything and anything just because I didn't know. And uh, and then Brandon was like, "Hey, you should grade the stuff because it's a huge multiplier." And I was like, "I'm kind of afraid to grade stuff. I don't know what that means, you know." So him and I, he helped me with that process and. Uh, so I was really good on a bunch of slabs that I got back. So I started doing repacks too. But for me, like I, I couldn't sleep at night knowing someone paid $300 for a repack and then got $50. So I'd same thing. I guaranteed every single pack you'd get at least your money back. And then I would do like four chasers and then whatever, like six out of the 10, you would get still double your money. And then sometimes it'd be really hard to fill still. And then I would see guys that were doing one giant chaser and do, 300 packs and i'm like why are people buying these it makes no sense but yeah it's it's the same with the whatnot are you guys on whatnot we are however we kind of pause selling and we were probably the one breaker and i'm sure there's more but we were the breaker that like would have a piece of paper up saying like do not overextend yourself don't spend this if bids started getting like kind of high most breakers are like yes this is i'm making my money we're like hey this is getting uncomfortable for us because yeah. I know what we paid for this box. I know what's already been ripped. And barring a, 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 a miracle. miracle, a true jackpot lottery ticket, like this is not the way you should spend your money. And I know you're not supposed to tell somebody how to spend their money, but it was more so trying to look out for a fellow it human being. Right. Comfortable. Like I don't have it in me to to do that, I think. And it was it was too stressful. And I felt guilty if like people would spend money and then they wouldn't hit anything. Right. So it ended up costing us money because we've got slabs everywhere and you know somebody spends two hundred dollars on a pack or on a team and it gets skunked. So I'm like, hey, you know, here's a LaVisca Chenault, you know, National Treasures RPA. Boom. Here's this, here's this to like so they didn't so I ended up being like a losing proposition. Right. Because if I made a little bit of money, then morally I feel like I'm bankrupt. Right. I, yeah, I feel like shit. Yeah, because yeah, you have and a conscious and yeah. You did good, but then I gave away all these other cards that we intended to use to sell, you know, to flip. And so it was just for us, we just kind of took like a timeout. We put it on pause. And we then we might go back to it, but we're just gonna always like do breaks the way that makes us comfortable and it's never going to be something that's gonna like that's not going to be the thing that makes us tons of money I, th I, th I think i go on there just because i have friends like i'll check out your guys's when you're on there but i i just i mean it's like straight up gambling on there um well, that's it is. if they could prevent that like if they could make the seller cap items you know we're like hey this is the limit if it hits this awesome if not then we're comfortable with whatever you guys bid it on um but like the first time i got on there um ryan shap from pole kings um he was doing like one of his repacks and he does phenomenal ones where they have a ton of chasers and and big ones and i was like let me get on there and see what this is about and i didn't realize that like when you're bidding if you hit that bid button other people are bidding it jumps up quick yeah oh yeah and I remember I, when I hit it, it was like a hundred. And then when it said mine, I was winning. It was like three eighty five, and I was like, "Good lord, what is going on on this app?" <laughs> I didn't hit three eighty five. How is it at three eighty five? Yeah. Luckily, I got outbid significantly, but I was just like, "I'm never going on here again." Well, you have to be so so careful on whatnot. And you know, the other thing is, for me, it's just without the ability. You know, you see people selling five dollar cards for like fifty dollars, and yeah. then. 
But then on the flip, you see people who are in way over their head thinking that they're going to get on whatnot and just print money. And they're like, they have like 10 people in their live and they're auctioning off like a thousand dollar card and they're getting like $200 for it. Right. It's, it's so painful to watch on both ends that it's, it's, I feel like there's just so many people on whatnot now that unless you have an established following, it's really hard to break in to right. that. Um, I heard eBay's doing one now because like everybody's got like a one and they were talking about potentially having like the comps right up there. So you can see what that card is worth while you're bidding on it. So I mean, that, that would, that would help, but people are so crazy. They would just overbid anyways. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I don't know how, I don't know how you get on there and make a big hoopla. Like you said about a Samson card, like we all know that's not what you just paid for it or so not exactly our our cup of tea and then on the flip side like courtney alluded to is there's a lot of people that think that once you get approved on whatnot you've made it you right know, a millionaire everybody's gonna go in there and we built our audience organically and we had to do stuff that i was a fan of because i'm a baseball and soccer guy but if we tried to break basketball and football the market was so saturated you weren't going to get the audience and so we right. tried late night breaks early morning breaks we tried a, a, several different things and we lost a lot of money, which was the cost of doing business. We fully prepared that because we wanted to build a true audience that would be sustainable for, for right. future growth. And I just wish more people would talk about that because there's a lot of people are putting all their eggs in that basket. And that's why on like once a week on card porn, there's some breaker cursing at people, telling them it's BS or somebody's getting ripped off or their cards are getting shipped like crap because there's this expectation that once you get on to, to whatnot, you're you're a cardboard millionaire, and that is not the case at all. No, no. Live at the same time as backyard breaks and card collector too. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, if, uh, people miss that train. You know, right now it's like uh, you either have to start from the bottom and trade or build your way up, or uh, you know, it's the old adage of it takes money to make money. So if you're not coming in right now with some capital, it's going to be hard for you to get out making or to, you know, to get on top, I guess. Um, this yeah, the market's been cool. pretty crazy. What's that? Not impossible. One of my favorite things about the hobby right now is just like learning how to navigate because everybody does things one way. And so there's parallels. And I'm sure you can draw some too from your professional career that you know that those skills or those things would be applicable to the hobby. Well, and so sometimes I feel like we have a little bit of a competitive advantage because we just look at the business uniquely different than others. So we've been able to, you know, zig when others zag and right. maybe this is a hobby. So we're like, we're, we're so when Courtney spends $2,000 on a Saturday night on stranger things cards, we can eat that cost without maybe not having to skip a mortgage payment. Or, right. Right. You know, we can feed our kids Yeah, most was, of the time. Yeah. Is that how much they are by the way? No, I, I, <laughs> I so I, waited. I think it was like $1,600. It wasn't because the, because the redemption, it was 1100. I spent eleven hundred dollars. Thank you for telling everybody that. I we like, God, gosh darn it, Jared. So <laughs> I got eleven of the cards. I got eleven of the cards at the show for free. Yeah. And then I had to buy the other seven. And I don't actually. I think I got to really think about it. I don't think it was that much. It was. No, that's no, probably about it was twelve hundred dollars. I spent like six hundred on the cards. So they're they're going for decent money then. Fifty to. You know, 125 each. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at it, you got the whole set, right? And you got however, however many of them for free. 
Yeah, and then the redemption, I pay. You know, we had a that was an yeah, yeah. Was yeah, but you're golden. You're good. Don't listen to Jeremy. You're good. You did a good job. No, we're good. And, and day, <laughs> I had put out like maybe three offers on eBay on some Patrick Williams, and people weren't responding. So it was like a Saturday. So I'm like, they're out and about. Well, I had one guy. It was a, a gold out of eight, and. I'm like, hey, your number's very fair. This is where I'm at. And this is why. Because I know there's a chance I accept. And then everybody in the world accepts my other offers. And then next thing you know, I, bro- I broke the cardinal rule. So I'm like, I'll circle back tonight. So I went and there was this uh, optic vinyl one of one that I went after. I thought my number was strong and I lost it. So I was like, damn it. So immediately I went back to the gold and the guy's like, I just sold it. So Courtney's like, you know, we've got timers going off. And when your timer's going off in our house, it's because we need to jump on eBay. (laughs) That's awesome. I saw what it it was. And so I'm like, I don't care. I'm just putting the most stupid big number. And if I'm not going to win some cards, I'm going to keep mama happy and win her some cards. I was so happy. And so I'm like, I sniped it. And it was a great night in the reckless household. Oh, that's awesome. And it's so rare for me to be like adamant, you know, because like I love cards, but I'm also like, I'm more of, I like, like the tops now cards, like none of the stuff that I really like, I'm like, Oh, I need this. It is it, expensive. It's all like emotionally driven, not financially driven. So this is probably the first, I would say probably in our tenure, this is the first set of cards or any kind of cards that I went after with any kind of like, I know these are expensive, but I want them. Yeah. So then, I, I think it's the house is fire. I need this card. I'm like just get my phone so I can bid <laughs> on eBay. <laughs> So is there is there parallels or is it just the one? No, set? it's this one set. It, it was literally just a promo set that they released for the national. There will be no more using this art. Are you gonna I'll, grade them? So the whole yeah, for sure. And I'm gonna keep them forever because I love them. That's <laughs> awesome. That's, but it's I mean, gonna allow me to take some chances because I know court. We need some money. We don't have the mortgage. We're gonna have to sell those Stranger Things cards. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's my plan B. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could be worse. You could be tr- uh, chasing some impossible Dragon Ball Z cards in a black, all black labels for some reason. Yeah, exactly. It could be, it could be something weird like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you get the card? No, but I got this other one. It's like 15K. Like, oh, yeah, you poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys, so are you guys going to any card shows coming up? We have four coming up okay. that we're setting up at. So we have the, um, the first one is the Luddock show in Chicago on the 27th. Then we have two in the same weekend over Labor Day. We're doing Greenies out by um, Cleveland. And check this out. This is kind of cool. And this is more like Pat, my wife on the back <laughs> is we, she, but it's reckless. So we, you know, behind every great woman is a great man. Taking credit. We did this scavenger hunt for the kids where you had interaction with all the dealers. So the kids come in and they go booth to booth, they get a stamp and then they get like free slabs. And I'm not talking just like crap base cards. Nobody wants, but like legitimate stuff. And uh, a a company out in Cleveland is paying for us to go out there and run the scavenger show and this like hundred table setup. So it's pretty, uh, yeah, Steve Green. Oh, that's awesome. Steve Green for Greenies. He's got like, it's awesome. So we get to go out and see his warehouse. He's got like a 5,000 square foot warehouse that's just filled with guards. And he's going to take us up with the kids on a private tour of that. So that's like super cool. He gave me t shirts at the National because I collect t shirts. That's my thing. Oh, do you? Yeah, I love t shirts. Like, hobby t shirts. Like, I got my my women of the hobby t shirt on tonight. I love them. I have I, tons. I got my I got my Frankenstein. Nice. I can't really see it. But yeah. Uh, 
And then you're message doing... me what message me uh, what size you guys are, and I'll see if I have your sizes in, in mind, and I'll send them to you. That's awesome. But thank you. I love yeah, it. Of course. And then so then we have Shipshawana, which we do every Shipshawana show. Um, Brad Beeman's awesome. Love him. And then the last one is a young guy that we are locally, we made friends with. His name's Levi. He is setting up one in Traverse City. This is like his second or third show that he's done now. So we're going to, I can't go to that one. It's my parents' anniversary. I'm going to watch the kids. So Jeremy and Manny, the two thick boys, they're going to head up there and set up at that show for us. Nice. So four, yeah. four in the next month. <laughs> and I know we're long-winded, but the, to, to wrap everything up is I think when we reflect back of when we were kids and why we do the scavenger hunt is we both independently had rotten experiences at the hobby where I don't remember anybody ever throwing me a bone. I don't remember right. anybody ever giving me a trade that like maybe I felt like I walked away. I remember our card shop getting busted because they were weighing packs. I remember a guy selling me a Dimitri Young, the meat hook card with the how much money do you have in your wallet and he took everything and i remember the time i pulled a griffey rookie which when i was a kid was the card right the guy like just totally ripping me off and so to us anytime a kid comes up that kid wins the deal 100 percent. we have so many psa 8 michael porter jr cards because kids are <laughs> dumping them off on the idiot over there at reckless but i want them when they get older to still be here because they had a good time yeah i agree it's you know we have four kids and my son's been taken advantage of by dealers multiple times and we just don't want to be those people and it's important to us that kids just you know it, it, if kids if there's not a next generation in the hobby then all of our cards are worthless anyways right yep 100 so. percent. Yep. yeah i don't again i don't know how those people sleep at night i really don't like and they're building money, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not worried about it when they're sipping their champagne and yeah. in their bubble baths. Like Scrooge McDuck diving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, we we've we've gone on for like a little over an hour. It's been absolutely amazing. Like I I've really enjoyed talking to both of you guys. You guys have a great rapport together. Um, doing this, and but I've really enjoyed. I could keep going, but is there anything you guys want to hit on or talk about that? we haven't talked about no you know what i i've i just want to say that we've become i've always listened um i appreciate that. i like because your your pod is different than others i love the like just a very casual conversation i love the fact that we got on with absolutely no agenda and wherever it went it went and i just think that there needs to be more of that because there's a lot of stuff where people are trying to tell you what to do how to do it and I just gather more just from listening to people have sincere, open conversations. And it's good to know that there's other people out there that are that are similar to you and I that don't have $10 million and are buying the latest and greatest that, you know, we got an MJ Auto, you got an MJ PSA 7. We're all like just as happy as can be. So I, it's, I, I really, really do appreciate that. I uh, Sometimes I do write things down for certain guests, you know, just so... Cause I, sometimes I feel like maybe there'll be a lull and if there is like, let me pick it up with certain things. And, but with you guys watching your videos and you talking to other people, I knew I didn't need to write anything down that it was going to be very organic. And it was, and it was great. I, I really appreciate it. I, I hope you guys come on another time. Um, if, if you guys ever have anything you want to talk about, or maybe something's bothering you or you want to talk about stuff in the hobby, please let me know. And we'll, we'll jump right on and 
talk that's, about whatever. That's awesome. We're going to have you on, and the episode for Hobby Night School is going to be youth in the hobby, and you're going to tell us how you eat <laughs> and do whatever the hell you're doing to, to look younger because I feel like an old, I feel like an old piece of shit tonight. <laughs> It's, it's, he's like telling us, he's like, yes, I have three grandchildren. I'm like, excuse me. I owe it to my mother. It's all, it's all because of my mom. Three grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was, it's truly an honor. Any anytime anybody wants to even hear anything that we have to say, it's truly a humbling. Um, I still can't believe. Agree. I say, but we have to <laughs> yeah. I mean, typically they're asking you to leave the establishment when you've got a couple of <laughs> this guy asking you to get on. Yeah. I drank Coke Coca-Cola today just to make sure that I was in the You could you could have did I told you it's whatever you want. I don't care. What uh so is there any other like traveling shows you guys are gonna do before we sign off? We're or? gonna try to make it a point to be at some of the bigger shows. Yeah, I'd like to go to Dallas. I really Dallas, want to go to the yeah. Yeah. I really I love Las Vegas. What about Chantilly? Have you guys heard of that one? We have. We have it's just a lot so of autographs. Yeah. It it just takes a lot of coordination. Like I don't want to say like an act of God. But it damn near takes an act takes of an God act of jam, be, between between work, the kids, and they play Dogs. they play high school sports now, and as right. you know that that's oh. like that's a full time job in itself. Yep. So. Yeah. And especially, and I take it you guys are take active roles with your kids, so you want to be there. Yeah, I mean, practices. Would, I, I think we have to say, yeah, we love our kids, but I mean, we're too busy in the hobby. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, which Dallas show are you guys going to go to if you can? I'm sorry, I missed that. Cause which da- which Dallas show do you think you'll go to? I'm trying to get her to go. Like we're at some point because we 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 if we were one day fortunate enough to somehow make like a little bit of money in this, that would be sweet. But we have to have a presence, and so it might be realistically the most practical thing that could potentially happen is maybe Courtney hits up the September. Is it it's September? Yeah. Courtney might have to go solo dolo to the September show, which is fine. People like her a hell of a lot more than they like me. So it's probably better for business. I can sit here and buy stuff on eBay and she can go network. Message. If you, if you, I don't know if you want to get a table or not, but Brandon is going um, because they're going to debut They're The plan is to debut the slab exchange app. Um, So they're going, I'm, I'm on the fence yet because it's my wife's birthday the weekend before. And then, uh, the Jags are actually playing the Redskins that we or sorry, the commanders this weekend. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to go. Um, I, 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 I kind of would rather see the Jags lose here in person, but we'll see, I guess. I'm excited for the app too. So I would love, and maybe I'll, I'll use his table to drop off a couple cards and uh, there you go. walk the show. Hey, hey, Brandon, sell this Jordan for me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> But that's what, yeah. So he he wants me to come and, and be with those guys that weekend. So we might. I told my wife, I'm like, yeah, we've never been to Dallas. Maybe we'll just make go for a couple of days and see what we can do besides the card show. So better than AC, brother. Better are, than AC. I mean, we are going to Dallas at the end of October. So it's so it's for us. It's just like, but that one's we're gonna go see the Bears for the Cowboys. Okay. Because we try to go to that like once whenever every four years. Every four years, so it'll be. How's uh what what's the outlook there for the the Bears? Pretty yeah. good. Brutal. Roquan Smith asking to be traded. It's bad. It's it's not good. It's so funny. I was actually just talking to a friend of mine about that. They're like, oh, the Bears are going to be so bad this year. I'm like, well, every year that they say they're great, they're terrible. So maybe this year they'll just like randomly be really good, even though he's I, I, I saw a, a video the other day where someone said that they have the worst O-line in the NFL, which I was like, that sounds like the Jaguars. 
So I don't know how you guys got the title this year. You know, they haven't even played a game yet, but super frustrating as a, as a fan. I mean, and I know cause I'm a Jags fan, like you have a quarterback and you do nothing to help them. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, at least we tried this year. You guys said you, and you guys have a, a head coach who is established. Yep. Same thing. I don't understand what the bears off season was. I don't, I'm not sure what the hell they're doing. Like, I think, you have to build the lineup and you have to put some pieces around Justin Fields because if I'm an opposing defense, I'm I'm taking Darnell Mooney out and I'm gonna put, you know, seven in the box and stop David Montgomery and good luck. Yeah, right. right. But it could be worse. I mean, we could be Cleveland Browns fans, so that is true. Uh they said Deshaun's playing tomorrow night in the I preseason game. Trash, so <laughs> I can't stand it. <laughs> I would have to quit being – if I was a Cleveland fan, I think I'd be like, well, I guess I'm not a Cleveland fan anymore. It's awful. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't understand the entire situation. Uh, but the NFL is just – Roger Goodell does whatever he wants. You know what I mean? That's a different sandbox that we don't play in. No. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, they would scoff at your PSA 7. They would not even get out of bed and even look at my little card. That's 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 bro, that that's bro name with money. When you have that <laughs> about what anybody else is doing. Yeah. I, I think the whole thing, though, with Deshaun Watson, like, I worked in spas for 25 years, and, like, what happened there was, like, gross. It was gross. And I'm very, like, I have a very strong opinion about it. So I'll be a Bears fan. Sure. Fuck all they want. It's better than being a Cleveland fan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't well, – I mean, we'll see what happens. It's very it's very interesting, I th- like, the whole – sports and this isn't politics but the sports and politics stuff i just it's interesting where it all kind of takes turns you know what even like with the whole the britney griner thing like for me i i don't like i don't want to be too harsh but to me it's like she went to another country she broke the rules you don't have the same rights there that you do here uh do i think she should be in prison for nine years i don't but i also don't think we should be trading war criminals to free her either that's that's just my personal opinion, you know what I mean? But it's like all this stuff is crazy. I I used to always tell my dad, like, I don't I don't watch the news, I don't do politics, and if it's that important, it'll be on ESPN. And it's just been like nauseating the amount of stuff that like this is on ESPN, and I'm like, I just have no interest in it. I'm the, I'm the same way. The first time I went into Canada, and that's Canada, I was like, uh oh, this isn't home. Like, I don't even want to like I don't even want to fart. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> like so yeah. I feel bad for the, that whole situation because she went over there because they don't pay them the same. Right. Pay the men. You know, you went to see a professional basketball player. She also had a prescription for it, so it's medicine. Yeah. Here. There it isn't, and I understand she was like it was like oil or something. It wasn't like she like go over there with like ten pounds of weed in her bag. Right. It sucks, and it shouldn't it shouldn't be happening, and it's frustrating, and I feel bad. The nine years for, I don't know. It's a bummer. No, it is. I, I, nine years is outrageous, but it's like, so, like someone told me they're just like, hey, if forget what country it is, if you pulled into port, right, and the sailors couldn't drink and you had 100 guys that drank and got thrown in jail, wouldn't you want us to get them out? And I'm like, that's one way of looking at it, but you have to understand that those sailors get briefed 10 times before pulling into port saying, these are the rules. Do not break these rules or you'll be in jail or you'll get caned or whatever it is. And we're not going to help you. And then the ones that do it, like you don't feel bad for them because you get told so many times what not to do. And it's like, well, you chose to do the wrong thing anyways. Um, 
So that's I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I, go ahead. I, I saw something that like just came up in like reels or something because I avoid the news. Like that, that's I don't want to be involved with it. Like it brings me down. But it was Wiz Khalifa, and they were talking about doing like a concert in Abu Dhabi. And I guess his whole shtick, I'm showing my age, I guess his whole shtick is like he's like a weed rapper and he's high all the time. And they asked him about Abu Dhabi and he's like, nope, like, you know, whoever my promoter was, if I wanted to go over there and get that bag, get that money, I was told like this stuff will not be tolerated and it's not even worth uh, risking it. So, you know, sometimes I think we as human beings, whether it's I blow a red light because this is inconvenient for me or sometimes people make some decisions and it's just, uh, let's not, let's not downplay the fact that there's little stuff going on between Russia and America and that becomes a powerful piece in a bigger political game. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's tough. There's, there's a, everyone's got an opinion. You know what I mean? I I think, uh, <clears throat> there's not always a right or wrong answer, but th- to be able to at least have a conversation is important to be able to talk about it. I, I get frustrated when people won't listen to other people's opinions or talk about things. And it's like, everything doesn't have to be your way. It's not that way in life, nor should it be in conversation. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. We're going to take this turn, but before. No, but no, but before we do sign off and all honestly though, I, I love your guys' logo. Did you, who came up with that? I, I think a, I, I sketched it real quick. No, I have a really good friend uh, who is a graphic designer. And he, uh, when I told him we were doing the card thing, he just like sent it to me. He's like, hey, I made this for you. If you like it, you can use it. And that was it. And we we used it. The first one he sent was like blue. And I'm like, oh, can we make, can we make it orange? And he's like, sure. And he sent it over. He actually made my son's logo for us too. It was He's just, he's very talented. What, nice. What's your son's logo? What's his card account? It's it's the backwards K no, with a crown. It's the I think the N is backwards. It's key. It's it says King Stevens cards and it has like a crooked crown on it and it's like lime green. That's his okay. And he's King Stephen because he doesn't follow any of our damn rules. He does whatever the hell he wants, so, so we call him King. King Steve. <laughs> and he's just going with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He likes it. <laughs> no, I I do like yours though a lot though. Today, like for whatever reason, I didn't notice the R with the bent card before, and then today while I was on the treadmill, I was like, oh, I really like that. That's really good. Yeah. So cool. I like how Jeremy was like, I sketched it, and you're like, nope, no, you didn't. <laughs> 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 I couldn't even draw a damn stick figure. Who am I? So, like, shout out to him for being like super cool. That's awesome. Well, guys, I, I really appreciate it. Again, it was great having you guys on. Um, please come on again, um, and I look forward to coming on yours if you guys want me to. You know, just let oh, me know. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I'll give you all my my skin tips and what I do at night. <laughs> I, I'm gonna call you later and just find out. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Sure. What was like? I, we're always curious about like the genesis. Like you're you're this military guy. You you're you're young, but you're not young. You know what I mean? But like, what? How did the pod come to be? Man, so I I don't know. Actually, it was just like I was like, you know what? I think I want to do a podcast and. Once I'm done with my military career, I, I've, I've been in a lot of unique situations, responses and things. Um, I've been very fortunate in my career and I I wanted to do like a leadership podcast, um, like kind of military centric. But then I got into the card stuff and I was like, you know what? In the meantime, 
maybe this can be like my warm up for when I, I want to do the leadership stuff. You know what I mean? But I really enjoy doing this. It's fun. So I think next year when I, when I move on from the military and retire, I'll probably start the other one. I just, I like having the real conversations with people and talking about what I like, what I think is important and what, what's meaningful to me. And even like right now I'm at our training center. Um, <clears throat> So it's like basically E3s have to go to like a technical school to be E4. So they need a rate or a job. And my my favorite thing to do is to go to those classrooms and talk to them about my experience in the military and like what I've gone through and that I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I joined the military with no degree. You know, I got my bachelor's. I finished my MBA last year and that they can and they can do those same things. You know what I mean? And uh, I just I really enjoy that. And uh I figured out a long time ago, I'll never be high enough rank to like make an effective change throughout the organization, but I can make a, I can make an effective positive change with the people I work with. And hopefully that trickles down to more people and has a greater impact on the organization than just policies or things like that. You know what I mean? So you're going to be the Jocko Willink of the hobby. Yeah. I, I just think a little differently than those guys do. Like, I don't think making the beds that important. Like, I think they're kind of full. I like, I think they're kind of full of shit with that stuff. You know what I mean? So, and like, I love David Goggins. I don't know if you guys have seen any of his stuff, right? He's also full of shit. Not everyone can run a hundred mile clip because they want to, or have the will to like, that's not, it's just not how it works. You know what I mean? Also, it just doesn't seem appealing to do 47,000 push-ups day in and day out. Like, we get it, dude. You're a badass. Like, yeah. we'll enjoy it a little bit. Right, right. I think he had a video last week of his feet, and I was like, no thanks. Always. Yeah, no thanks. I would rather – I've done a couple half marathons. I'm good. I don't need to run 100 miles. Like, and, toenails and stuff. So. And, right. and anybody that's 6'4 and bigger, you do you do a half marathon, that's like – that's an ultra marathon in my book. Because I, I did a half marathon, and, like – this six four. That's a lot of that's a lot of fucking meat. To well, uh, yeah, we'll we'll meet eventually, right? And every five k, ten k half marathons I've done with, it never fails. Someone always comes up to me, shakes my hand, and goes, I'm "Glad to see a real man did the race today." And I'm like, uh, "I'm not really sure what that means. Like, should I be stoked or should I be offended? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what does that mean? Because I'm a giant. What like? <laughs> if it confuses me, it's an insult. Yeah, right, right. But like, do you want to talk about a humbling experience? Like the first half I did, there's like old ladies sprinting by me, and I and I was running like seven seven and a half minute miles, and like Damn, old ladies are just old ladies are just sprinting by me, and I was just like, this is making me really angry. What's that? I say you gotta be careful, those old ladies. I did a triathlon, and I'm like, I was like, I was doing so good. I finished like second in my um, time for the swimming portion for like my heat. Right. And who beat me? This like ninety-five year old woman. I'm like, how? That's because morning when you're sleeping, she's at the mall. Oh yeah. Power walking. Oh yeah. Whip that ass. You gotta you gotta watch out. So my mom recently got told she has to stop running in races. But my my mother like a lot of people would think I would get my competitive spirit from my father being a pilot and all this stuff. No, but I, I get it from my mom. So she was doing five Ks. And if her time was faster than the age groups below her, she would go on stage and take the first place trophy. She would get on stage and be like, "You, she's 60 something years old. And she would get on stage with the 35 years olds and be like, I whooped all your asses. That's my trophy. And my dad would have to go up there and be like, get off this stage right now. 
that's how she is. We signed up for like a family 5k here and uh, I told her it was a walk and uh, people were running and uh, she was like, is there trophies in this? I'm like, yeah, she took off. See ya. I was like, we're supposed to be walking with the kids, mom. What are you doing? But that's just oh how she gosh. is. That's like our house. Our poor kids, they have no, there's no chance because it's like, it's like eat or be eaten here. Yep. That's how I am. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> no, that, I, I don't participation trophies here. <laughs> I, I'm the same. I'm the same way. And I have a little bit of a mean streak too when I compete. So it's like that. My sons to this day, I don't think they've beaten me in any sports that matter. My daughter. I, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I, I can admit it. My daughter is like she crushes all of us in swimming. She trains. <laughs> like, I, like, I, I like I had one. I've never lost to her, but I I, I I know we've reached the point where I'm not going to be able to compete. So I've just I retired from the game. He's like, yeah, so I went out on top. Like, well, yeah, that would. We that... in the pool, and she just man, she'll like lap me through the pool. She is so fast. She just like comes through the water. So that's we have at at the training center right now. We have a girl that's going through marine science technician A school, and my that's my thing is the swimming too. So I always tell everyone I'll whoop their ass in the pool, and because uh, I, I swam competitively as a kid. But uh, they were like, "Hey, LT, we get we got one that's going to beat you this time." I'm like, "There's no freaking way. No one's beating me in the pool." And they're like, "She's got an Olympic gold medal." I was like, "Yep, not getting in the pool with her." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "No thanks. You, you can have it." Yeah. Position lose. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking because we were watching one day and like, yeah, man, we can't, we can't mess with Amelia anymore. And then like, you know, she's like drinking her like branch chain amino acids and she's going back and forth and training. And like us, we get to the end. There's like a bucket of beers. There's like a bucket of Michelob Ultra Lights and some and Zimas or whatever the hell she's drinking. She's like, whatever, whatever. You say Zimas. <laughs> Drink a six pack of this and then see what happens. Mama, I'll drink you and then I'll win. <laughs> I had a, a a funny story where, like, so when I went to officer candidate school, I was thirty, and I I broke like the survival swim record there for OCS, and uh, I had this kid uh, send me an instant message, like he was at OCS, and he was like, "Hey, I just want you to know I broke your record," and I was like, "Okay." I'm like, call my phone number. Like, I'm at my desk. This guy's at training, so he calls me and he's like, "Hey, sir," and I'm like, "Hey." How old are you? He's like, I'm 20. I was like, fucking call me back when you're 30 and see if you do the same time. Cause that's how old I was when I broke it and just hung up on him. I'm like, don't dare call me. I'm like 20 years old and you're calling me to brag about that. Get out of here. I did it. I was 10 years older than you. <laughs> it's it's in you. Like my dad still has records. At the, we went to we went to the same high school that my parents went to. And my dad still has records on the wall at the high school that nobody has beaten. Wow. And that's from like 79. Wow. So that was, he was, my dad was an absolute beast in school, in track and field and football. His, his, all his records were in track, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty bad. Uh, like, I'll give you one story. Uh, the last time I coached my son's basketball team, right? It was, uh, they were little guys. And in the league, I always asked this rule at the coaches meeting, like, hey, is there any, any rules on the defenses we can teach them? Is there anything we can't do? And they're like, nope, there's nothing. I'm like, Roger that. I'm not going to give you any more details into what I'm thinking. So <laughs> my team ran full court press man to man the entire game, 40 minutes of hell. And we were beating the shit out of these teams were like 30 or 40. And we had to have a coaches meeting and they're like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, I already asked and you guys said it was fine. So either you guys coach your teams the way you're supposed to, and they figure it out, or we're just going to keep dominating every week because winning is fun and all my kids play. So I don't, I'm not changing what I do. 
Well, the first thing we did was learn how to beat the press. Right. They don't do that. It's so different now. Like we just, it was running gun the entire time. So my oh. daughter's coach for her, uh, her swim team is just a very intense person. And um, I like it. She comes home every day. Like she's dead. She like swims like a minimum of three miles every single day. And they do two a days um, where she has to get up in the morning before school. Yep. Go in at 5 a.m. She'll train for like two hours, go to class, and then after school again. And they do weight training like three days a week too. So they have yeah, to it's intense. Because it had what from where she started to where she's at now, she would have never fathomed that she would have gotten here if it wasn't for having that regimented of a system and right. being us like that. And I'm a big believer in that. So like one of our youngest is getting ready to go into school. And they're like, do you want the easy program or the hard program? My wife's like the hard program. Like make them work. Yeah, make, make them work. work. I'm I've always been that crazy dad though. Little Donnie's junior year of football. He he got a sack or he got a sack in at least every single football game. But then uh his senior year, he was just like, Dad, I hate it. And I was like, dude, if, if you hate it, then you don't have to play anymore. Like, I'm really disappointed, but it's it's up to you. Anyways, every game before the other team would snap, I'd be like, it's a run up the middle. It's a pass or it's a play action. And the coaches would be like, how does your dad know every play they're going to run? I'm like, I'm watching the game. Are you guys not watching the game? Like, I'm picking up on all their calls. How are you guys not picking up on it? And the, his coach was always like, does your dad want to come over here? And he was like, no, he's happy in the stands, just yelling out all the place the entire time. Oh <laughs> I'd be in uniform, too, so, like, no one would even say anything to me. Like, what are they going to do? My mom got thrown out of a baseball game one time for berating an umpire so badly. <laughs> your mom ruined youth sports. Thank you. She was well, – my brother was up to bat. And my brother is actually my my nephew is like like an all star baseball player. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up like minimum playing in the minor league. He's quite good. But he my brother was like really into baseball as well. And he's, you know, not quite as athletic as my nephew. <laughs> but he was he played he pitched, he played first base in the field and he was a hitter. So and he's left handed, so that was like uh, they loved him. Right. Uh he just didn't have the the drive or the wherewithal to like see it through. That's another thing. But um, he got up to, to bat, and he he could switch hit. So they made him switch. Well, the pitcher wasn't – I don't know. They were, like, in second grade. The pitcher wasn't prepared for somebody who could do that. So he hit my brother, like, square in the head, knocked him clean out, down on the ground, big egg on his head, even with, like – it, like, just missed where, like, the, um, the helmet was. Right. So it was like towards the end of the game, the umpire clearly, he was like calling everything super fast. Like he wanted to be done. He was like this young guy, maybe like 18 or 19. It was a Friday night. You know, he, he's like little EA mom goes shit about this. So my brother gets hit in the head. He called it a foul. <laughs> and he's like, no, you need to keep batting. Well, my mom lost her ever living mind. She was like, I don't care if you have a effing date. She's like, you either call this game the right way or I'm going to turn you in or like, blah, blah, blah. She knew all this stuff because she was every game. And uh, he's like, you're out of here. Get out. So he kicked her out. But then I got kicked out too because I couldn't stay without her. So like we're having to do like the walk with Shane because he wouldn't start the game back up. Until you guys left. <laughs> so my mom couldn't even see what happened with my brother because it was like they wouldn't – he's like – you can't stay here with him. You need to leave or we're not starting the game. 
So I will never in my life like forget how he, both like I was both proud of my mom for sticking up for my brother, but how humiliating it was to be thrown off a little league. Um, you know. See, I, I'm I'm a little crazy. I would have been like, it's time. I would have told my son, "You're leaving too. Let's go. We're not doing this." That's. But knowing my mother-in-law, there's a good chance that her brother didn't get the bat down. And <laughs> I know I played baseball. I'm not baseball, yeah, yeah. and I, I I was a hard throwing pitcher who sometimes lacked command of the strike zone, and so I hit my fair share of kids. And sometimes I was graced by the fact that they didn't know how to move the bat out of the way. And right. Yeah, it didn't go. I was right behind the home base. It did not hit the bat first. It just hit him in the head, straight in the head. Oh man, you feel like most of this you're just gonna like cut out, right? <laughs> 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 Nobody wants to hear about our weird little things. <laughs> oh no, it actually got deleted. <laughs> no, I, people love it. I don't. You know, I I've I've been trying to be consistent. It's just like I had the surgery and then. It's just hard to like, I, and I don't mind working with people's schedules. I don't, like people message me sometimes or like, Hey, can you release it the same day every week? And I'm like, eh, maybe I got crazy for a while there. I did like two a week and it was not easy. It's a lot so, of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Jeremy and Manny are doing theirs now. And so I'm helping them with that. And it's like every Thursday I know I have to get up and like make the um, thumbnail and do clips and stuff. So, and it's up. It's just for me, and I'm not even doing the podcast. <laughs> Wait, can I can I learn how to do that by YouTube? And it I, that was the other thing I was super impressed with, like your guys' videos, the intros, and everything. I'm like, I don't know how to do any of that stuff. So the intro and outro for our YouTube videos, we got off of Fiverr. Yes. Okay. Less money. We just told them what they want. It was like I'm sure they could have done better, but it was like, hey, this is pretty snazzy for like twenty thirty right. bucks or whatever we spent. Yeah. And then I just you know I, I do all the TikToks and all the reels. I just get on my phone and make it happen. Yeah, Jeremy does all of that. <laughs> he actually, I, like, it's actually not me and any of them. He is so good at computer animation that he just animates it so realistically that it looks like me, but it's actually just him doing all the work. Yeah, filters. What is, it, what is it called? Like a deep, a deep fake. That's yes, what it is. That's, that's what it is. Right. Yeah. I I have a TikTok, not for the cards thing. I have like a personal one where I just post like stupid dad stuff that I think's funny. <laughs> Our like, I, do. I don't know what TikTok because I don't have it, but we've got reels. Our reels are sports cards, girls with big butts, and like occasionally a little bit of magic. I, I'll tell you. Do you guys like to cook at all? I do. I do. I my. So, our TikTok uh, is a lot of cooking TikTok. I, I love to cook. Like, I do 90% of the cooking here because I, I want my food to taste a certain way, number one. And, like, I just – I love it. And uh, you can find any recipe you want to make for in 60 seconds on TikTok. It's crazy. Yeah. We make the, the air fryer recipes are amazing. <laughs> one thing that grabbed my attention is a couple years ago we got a Traeger. And so for, oh. like, a minute I was just, like, watching videos. I'm like, oh, my God, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Traeger guy. Traeger cooking too. Like I do, I do all the cooking here, and like it's not it's not always the most fun because uh, my one daughter has like severe food allergies, so I always have to make something special for her, like a special meal for her. She has to have her own meal. Oh, I got and you. Then, yeah. then everybody else will like eat whatever I make, and then he doesn't eat anything. So I have to make a so I make two special meals: one for him, one for <laughs> I, one for everyone. Else. Oh no. I you know, my my mother's Korean and uh growing up she made Korean food breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? So Korean was actually my first language. But uh my father 
would always have like an American meal. And I just thought like, oh, you know, maybe my dad just, he's American. He just wants American food. And then come to find out he's picky as shit. That's why. So my mom would have to make him a separate meal. And I just never knew that as a kid. I just thought he really liked cheeseburgers. You know what I mean? Like We were, we were talking about something earlier that I heard. And it was like in life, people always compare up. They never compare down. And as I'm listening to Courtney complain that she has a, beautiful big family that she gets to nourish and take care of i'm just thinking this is just privilege right here this is like we i can't believe the words conversation earlier and i'm like i guess it, you know it could be worse i could like not be able to afford one meal let alone having to make three separate meals or you cannot have a loving husband and beautiful <laughs> children and a nice house and a <laughs> traeger to cook off it's of. all perspective i guess right yes, exactly i love anyway. i love my traeger by the way I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I'm big. I'm I'm big on the trigger. So we have, we have a hunt camp uh, in Florida, and through the hunt camp, we get like, I guess they're like sponsored. We're sponsored by Traeger, so we get deals on the Traegers and stuff. And it's that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good stuff. It's like, <clears throat> it makes you feel like you could start a YouTube channel or an Instagram or a TikTok and be one of the Traeger cooks because it's like you can do everything they're doing. And you can't it mess, is, it, you can't so mess it up. Like it's right. just your phone, you put the meat thermometer in and it's came over. Yeah. Oh, it's so I I I turn it on and sit on the couch and watch games and don't ever get up. I just, so dialed in. I just look pizza. at my phone. Pizza, we've done breakfast off of it, we've done dessert off of it. It is like I love it. Are you got are you doing reverse here steaks on it? Oh come on, man. Oh, man, like, it's like the I will never eat another steak any other way. No, and then like smoking stuff on it. Yep. Like we, I did a, a pork shoulder, and oh my god, it was so good. It's like you can't, like you have to be dumb to do it bad. Do they have Costco, Costco where you guys are? Yeah, we have. A, we don't use Costco though because it's like far. Okay. Um, I was gonna say they sell um, pork belly, but it's already pre-sliced into like it looks like thick cut bacon. Yeah. We have the you best. Just- your shop so we go there okay yeah so if you get pre-sliced pork belly and put it on the trigger just salt pepper garlic you can smoke it or you can just do like 350 or whatever but it gets like a crispy like almost translucent amazing he like you i would have to cook it for him and just tell him it was bacon because if i told him it was pork belly he wouldn't eat it yeah he wouldn't know just tell him it's thick cut bacon he it, it, it's- live on the pod we just picked up a p-will Nice last second. There you go. Rookie zebra PSA time. Nice. <laughs> You're ridiculous. I saw over there like. Well, the, the, like, the earlier I missed out on a Sesco. Oh, you. don't ever do that. The nothing. You know, this isn't that important. So. No, you know it is. So that this is <laughs> I, good. I'm happy. I saw him, like he kept going like this and like looking down. I'm like, what are you doing? And then I'm like, he's like. Oh, uh, that one one podcast with Brandon. I was like bidding uh, on a Christian Hernandez. It was like an orange. And he had a bunch. I was like, <clears throat> auto. So I'm like, what's a good price for this? He's like, where's it at now? And I'm like, it's at like two grand. He's like, bid three thousand. I'm like, oh my gosh, Lucia's gonna murder me. And I'm like, three thousand, thirty five hundred. I ended up losing it because we were talking, and he was like, yeah, you should have bid more. That was a steal. I'm like, yeah, I was trying. So, I mean, we're talking about right. So I, w- I wouldn't be mad if you're looking at your phone trying to win stuff. I hey, turned but, mine off because I'm such a degenerate. I have to like have eBay off all the time. But you can I put do, do not, I put do not disturb on just so I, I can focus. Well, I had it off, but then I what struck me is my iPads over there 
and it's got the push notification. So when you get like the 14 minute countdown, it's right. like, oh, sh- <laughs> <laughs> I heard it go off too. I thought I did too. Cool. I was gonna be like, Steven. So my apologies <laughs> to the Ricky Wax community. <laughs> no, it's I, all good. I keep thinking of like, there's no way he's gonna keep all two hours of this, which is been rambling for like the last week. No, it's I, I'm I'm having a good time, but I I think it's probably a good good cutoff point. Um, yeah. My daughter's coming back tomorrow, so this is like our last night to just be without the kids. I mean, the dogs are here. We got two rescues. Um, one's a COVID dog, but that's a whole other story for another time. Uh, but yeah, we it was dog too. So next time when you come on, out, <laughs> you have a marathon and you want to be bored out of your mind, we could talk rescue dogs. Rescue yeah, there you go. Monster. So. <laughs> Ours are good. Ours are good. We're, I'm, I'm thankful. We love them. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was great again having you guys on. I look forward to having you guys on again. Hopefully, maybe meeting you guys in Dallas if I go. Um, if not, we'll, we'll find another show or something to go to. I'll, maybe we can convince Brandon to do like a tour of shows with his app. There you yeah. go. <clears throat> he won't go, so he'll probably send Bobby to in his replacement or somebody else. But we'll see. So, but yeah, it was great. It was great talking to you guys. I really enjoyed the conversation, um, and I look forward to talking to you guys again soon. Awesome. Well, I hope you have a great night. Enjoy the film and uh, best of luck. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Break and Wax podcast. Please, if you enjoyed it, share it. Um, Send the link out. Put it on your story. I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace.